Hey guys, it's Ed and I'm coming to you live from the Drunk Gossip Studios here in New York City. Um, as you can tell, my cold has started to clear up a little bit. Thank you, suit of head. Um, so hopefully we won't have any coughing during this episode, but no promises. So, you know, there's a lot of good gossip going around right now, but I want to start with what's going on over at Netflix. Because I have no idea what's going on over at Netflix. Um, leave it to me. Um, but so, here's the thing. Netflix, for a while, was known as the platform that would renew and or greenlight any show. Um, I mean, there, there were shows that would go on forever until the creator was just done or... This story was completely told and then um, had a natural ending. But now, within the span of a week, two of their most iconic shows are said to be ending. Um, We're going to start with Orange is the New Black because that is officially canceled. Um, A couple years ago, it got a three-season pickup. This was at the height of Netflix not canceling anything. It wasn't surprising. It was probably the most recognizable show that they had. Um, Certainly the most popular. And I know people are going to fight me and say, oh, no, 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 that's not true. Yes, it is. House of Cards was the most prestigious, for sure, with um, Kevin Spacey and Robin Wright Penn. Um leading the way, um, for movie stars, um, Emmy nominations followed, um, and whatnot, which House of Cards is also coming to an end, but I think that's more due to the Kevin Spacey scandal than, um, anything else. I think they were worried that the show wouldn't quite have the same prestige, um, with his taint all over it. But Orange is the New Black, when they got the three-season pickup, a lot of people said that this was probably going to be it. That after season seven, the show was going to end. That actually came to fruition. Um, But it's a little strange, though, because other than um, Stranger Things, they don't really have a big breakout show. They have a lot of middling shows, um, you know, shows that you're like, okay, yeah, I'll watch it because it's there and there's nothing else on TV, but there's no big show, um, that they're going to release that's like, oh my god, I have to watch this. So the other show that is rumored to be, um, on the cancellation block is Fuller House. This one is a little bit surprising, um. For several reasons. First of all, they've been trying to break into the family-friendly market for a while. And they finally did it with Fuller House. Um, and it seemed as though they were very happy with the numbers. Um, the show always gets a huge push. Um, as some commenters on TV Line said, you know, it's it has been more than a year since season three, but 
with the backstage shakeups with Jeff Franklin behaving badly on set and being replaced, it's not really that surprising um, that the production on this season would take a little bit longer than normal. Um, I don't know if it's a contract thing with Candace Cameron Bray, Jodie Sweetin, and Andrea Barber maybe needing to hammer out new contracts, um, or Warner Brothers is said to be launching their own streaming service, so maybe they want to migrate Fuller House over to that. Um, and there's a lot that can be said about um, all these streaming services. Um, Disney um, is launching their own. Warner Brothers wants to launch their own. Um, another, another Warner Brothers company, DC, just launched one. Um, people aren't going to pay for all these subscriptions, let's be real. Um, and these these companies are going to be losing out on a lot of money because the independent studio, or the independent networks, are not going to have to launch their own studios, and they're not going to buy content anymore, and that's just sad. Um, I'm going to keep on top of this just to see what's going on. Um, you know, there are rumors, especially over at Crazy Days and Nights, that Netflix is in a money crunch and having money issues. That doesn't seem to be the case. Since Ryan Murphy got a $300 million deal, um, Shonda Rhimes got a $100 million deal, Kenya Barris is said to have got a deal right around the range of Shonda Rhimes. Um, so who knows? You know, maybe it's nothing, maybe they're just trying to clear the slate and open up for something new. And I'm going to open up to take a break and get a drink, and I will be right back. And I'm back, guys. So, just so you know, today, um, to try to get rid of whatever this is, the sinus infection, I'm having hot toddies. And let me tell you, I should not have had a hot toddy before I worked. (laughs) That's how much I love you guys. And being able to breathe through my nose. Speaking of ideas that are probably bad... Let's talk about the nanny reboot. So earlier in the summer, Fran Drescher announced that they were working on a reboot of the nanny. Then she retracted that statement and said, oh no, we're just working on a big project. Bish, I see you, okay? Let's be real here. You are working on the nanny reboot. And the reason why we know this is true is because now... She's running her mouth again. And, and, and before anyone gets all up in arms at me, I love Fran Drescher. Um, when Mandy was in town, we would watch Nanny um, reruns and talk and um, laugh about some of the 90s style, 90s styles. Um, and I think, like, I loved Happily Divorce. And I'm sure that the Nanny reboot is going to be good. But, at some point, Reboot Fever has to stop. Um, You know, they're rebooting NYPD Blue now. And unless you're going to get Rick Schroeder back and show his ass again, nobody wants to see that. Um, Or or you can get Mark Paul Gossler and show his ass again. Everyone wants to see that. Um... But back to the nanny. 
there's definitely a market right now for nostalgic sitcoms. Um, even though Murphy Brown is struggling in the ratings, it's it's doing fairly well. Um, and it wasn't built for the 18 to um, 49 demographic. It was built for people who love the original, who are probably aged out of that right now. Fortunately for me, I'm still in the age bracket, and I love the show, so... Um, but I, I think they're, with Murphy Brown, they're just trying to make a point. With Will and Grace, they're trying to make a point. Like, you know, um, the Connors started, did very well in the ratings. Not as well as the Roseanne Revival, but you don't have the nostalgia going for you. Um, which brings me right back to the nanny. The nostalgic factor is going to play a huge role in how well this does. Um, the examples I just listed, Will and Grace, Murphy Brown, The Connors, Slash Roseanne, all utilized the entire original cast. Um, and I think that's very important to do. So why are we talking about the Nanny reboot? Well, this week, Fran Drescher ran her mouth again and said that she's trying to get Cardi B on board as her daughter. And I don't understand how that's going to work. First of all, I don't understand how the Nanny reboot is going to work unless... um. Fran and Mr. Sheffield have broken up or Mr. Sheffield has passed. Because it doesn't make any sense. Like, there's... There would be no reason for them to have a nanny. And one of the drawing um, points of the original series was the romance between Mr. Sheffield and Fran. Um, I don't know what they're, what they're doing or what they've come up with. Um... You know, I, I guess my dream scenario, the way I would write it in my fan fiction, is I would have um, Mr. Sheffield and Fran break up, and she has to move in with her daughter, who is a successful R&B singer, um, who is Dominican for some reason, um, and build from there, and... Um, do the on a, the will they or won't they um, with Fran and Mr. Sheffield again. Again, I'm not quite sure what the plan is here. Um, but knowing Fran and, Mar- and, and Peter Jacobs, it's going to be fabulous. And I'm going to go and I'm going to be right back. Okay, so... Our last episode was called A Gossip is Born. Clearly an homage to A Star is Born. Um, Which is just... It's one of the hottest movies right now. I mean, yes, Venom is big. But it's not carrying the same weight as A Star is Born. And since uh, Lady Gaga, Bradley Cooper, um, 
and the movie itself are all destined for for Oscar nominations, if not wins. Don't be surprised when this movie hangs around for a while. Um, right now, according to Gold Derby, at least the last article I read on Gold Derby about it, Gaga is shot to the front of the um, the Outstanding Actress category. Um, Bradley Cooper is expected to get a nomination for both um, Best Actor and um, Best Director. And I don't know why I said outstanding for Gaga. She'll get Best Actress. I think I got it confused with the Emmys or something. <laughs> um, don't judge me. I'm Sudafed and Hot Hotties, all right? Sudafed and Hot Hotties. Um, which on any other show would be the actual name of this episode. But no, not me. Uh, anyways. Um, but we're, we're going to focus on leading man Bradley Cooper right now. Because it is being said and widely reported that he's miserable with girlfriend Irina Shyank. I think that's how you say her last name. Um... A couple months ago, Blind Gossip brand an item about a couple that were at a Manhattan restaurant, and it looked like it was supposed to be a romantic date, uh, but both were on their phone and did not speak to one another. Shortly after that blind item ran, uh, there were uh, several stories about um, Bradley Cooper looking miserable with his girlfriend. Irina. And those stories just have not persisted. Um, if you read the gossip blogs religiously like I do, then you'll know that a lot of people are saying right now that it's looking like a breakup. or it, it, the, To the outside world, it looks like a breakup, but we're all expecting... Them to, you know, start doing those um, photo ops where they look happy and in love and whatever to bolster his chances of not only a nomination but a potential win. The thing here is, I don't think that's going to happen. I really don't. And And I'll explain why. Bradley Cooper has always broken the rules. Um, he was supposed, to, you know. He he did. Uh, I don't know if it was an arc or just a guest spot on NipTech, but that wasn't. You know, he wasn't supposed to go anywhere. He wasn't supposed to do anything. Um, and then the Hangover movies were supposed to be the pinnacle of his career. And then he made American Sniper. And that was supposed to be the pinnacle of his career. Now he's just done A Star is Born. And the thing is, is he keeps defying and changing and evolving. And he has such a likable personality that I think that's what he's going to rely on. Um, for the American Sniper premiere, he brought his... Or for the Oscar nominations and the Oscar ceremony, he brought his mother... Um, and I think we're gonna we're probably gonna see more of that the same of that. I think 
um, we may not get a public announcement of a breakup until after the Oscar ceremony, but I would look for him to be seen with her a lot less, not more. Um, because he does, he really truly does try to, at least seem to try to keep his, uh, private life private. Um, obviously in the tabloid gossip culture that we live in, it's not always possible. I'm going to go and I'll be right back. All right, I am back. And we are going to do some drunk writing now. Um, there was a there was some internal debate um, about whether or not whether I should do a blind item drunk politics or drunk writing. And the truth is, I a lot of people email me and say, "Well, you know, you're a gossip podcaster, blogger. You should stay out of politics." The truth of the matter is, politics bleed into gossip. Gossip bleeds into politics. That's the way it's always been. I'm not going to be afraid to cover something that is within my realm. However, um, because of the state that we're in right now, the state of the world, the state of the country, I just don't see a reason to to add to the negativity at this point. I, I will eventually, but not right now. Um, so drunk writing. NaNoWriMo is just right around the corner. Um, and it's a time where writers come up with a, with a brilliant idea. They spend the entire month of October outlining and researching and getting ready. And then November 1st, you write your first 1,600 words. Now, I've actually broken this down. Um, and it's all on the website, too. I, I happened to do it, do it before. Um, this was all on the website, or at least before I found it on the website. Um, but it's 1,667 words a day for 30 days. And... Um, that doesn't seem like a lot. In fact, I can usually do that in about an hour or so. But it is mentally draining. And at some point, you're going to wonder, how can I go on? It's something that we've all gone through. It's something we've all done. If you talk to a writer and they're doing nano, don't don't question them about why their hair is pulled out, why they haven't washed their clothes in two weeks, why they haven't bathed in longer than that. What you need to do is you need to hand them a glass of tequila and say, here, I'm buying you dinner tonight. And after the tequila's gone, you don't even have to buy them dinner. That's the beauty of it all. Um, um, on a more serious note, um, if any of my writer friends or listeners are doing nano, 
let me know. Um, because, yay, we're all in this together. Um, and I will cheer you on. And also, um, we can um, maybe sprint together, um, even if you're far away. I have a group that I like to get with, and we do the Pomodoro method. Um, and, and I'll go into this a little bit deeper um, um, either in another episode or on another podcast or a blog post or something. But the Pomodoro method is basically you write for 25 minutes, take a break, write, take a break, write, take a break, write, take a long break. Um, and I've been trying to do it at least twice a week. Um, and, and I've really noticed, like, I'm flying through, I'm getting articles done left and right. Um, I, my short story collection is building up. Um, I'm soon going to be on Tumblr sharing some fan fiction. Um, in the hopes of just uh, spreading my appeal, boosting book sales, boosting, um, my career, basically, um. But we'll we'll talk more about that later. Um, getting back to Nano, the Pomodoro method is actually probably one of the best ways um, to not only get your work done for the day, but maybe even get a little bit ahead. Um, you know, it's it's a crazy, crazy journey, and if you've never been on it, if you're a writer or if you have a book that you want to write, do it in November. You won't regret it. I'm going to go, and I'll be right back. I'm back. So, the Me Too movement has caused a lot of controversy. Um, you know, a lot of... A lot of people, straight white men, are... up in arms about why these so-called victims didn't come forward beforehand and they must be lying because they didn't say anything. Which makes me want to kick them in the balls. You know, there's... There's something to be said for powerful men using their position to keep people quiet. Look at Donald Trump. Not only not only does he use his position as president to um stifle critics or at least try to stifle critics um but he had a judge come from to the Supreme Court who believes that a president a sitting president cannot be sued or investigated, even though that judge investigated a sitting president with Bill Clinton. Um, which brings us right back to the Me Too movement and why it's so important. When it started last October, nobody thought that, um, first of all, no one thought it was going to last this long. No one thought that it was going to bring down as many men as it has. Um, I mean, Harvey Weinstein, Kevin Spacey, Les Munez. Um, I, there's probably a ton more. Bill Cosby was just sentenced. 
um, to prison for raping people. Raping women, I shouldn't say people. Um, so there are a lot of um, good things that came from it. And the people producing and working on the new Halloween movie are some of them. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis was doing an interview ahead of the premiere of the movie. And this is what she had to say. The movie was written in January 2017 and it was a movie about trauma. We never make movies about what happens after the violence. We make movies about violence, we glorify it, but we never ask what happens after. And in asking what happens and seeing what generational trauma looks like, all of a sudden, the um, article, the first article in the New Yorker came out. All of a sudden, women started talking about sex, about stories of violence perpetrated against them, sexual violence per- perpetrated against them, oppression perpetrated against them by powerful men in powerful positions, who stole their innocence. And now all of a sudden, this idea of women, you see a bunch of those perpetrators are in prison today. And the women who helped put them there are relieved a little bit of that trauma. And that's what, and that's what our movie is going to be bringing people to on Friday. Um, I had a chance to go see um, a preview Unfortunately, I couldn't make it because I had to work and it was more than two hours away on Long Island. Note to movie producers, if you want people to come see a preview of your movie, put it in Manhattan where we can actually get to it. Thank you. Um, but she, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is absolutely right. Like... The the movement really has um, started a shift in the culture. Um, you know, there. I used to be really bad about joking about sexual harassment. Um, and now I don't have a workplace per se, but I'm very conscientious of how I speak to people because it's not always okay. Um... The interviewer asked Jamie Lee Curtis if she thought, if she ever thought that she was going to see powerful men brought down. Her response was, "Of course not, but it's, but it's happened throughout history. There are always moments of transformative change, and the only way something changes is unless something changes, and that's how this works." So, if you are a powerful man in a powerful position. Be kind. I mean, everyone should be kind to one another. Listen to Ellen. But don't think that just because your dick gets hard that we want to suck it. Because we don't. Well, I do, but... Not everyone is me. Be respectful. And, you know... Try to keep it in your pants. Especially if you're a married man. Give it to your wife. Because she married you for a reason. Maybe it was your money, but... There's no harm in trying to seduce her. That's going to do it for me for today. 
Um, I don't know if I'll do another episode this week or not. So I'm just going to lift up my glass of hot toddy and give you all a cheers.